Welcome on in to this week's episode of I Don't Know Jim. Hope everyone had a beautiful, lovely Thanksgiving, even though that was probably a week ago at this point, but point still remains the same. Got a great week to dissect, some great football that occurred this past week, and we got some great games coming up to look into. All coming up on I Don't Know Jim. Week 12, he's Jim. You did your homework, so it is up to you to kick us off. Give us number one overall, Jim, week 12. He's Jim. Thanks, man. Uh, it kind of feels weird getting rewarded for doing my homework because um, I usually don't, and I feel like I'm getting rewarded for doing the bare minimum here, but I'll take it. There you go. Um, I mean, this one has to be obvious. He's the number one Jim of the week, no doubt about it. It's Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to repeat. I think he's a repeat. Um, he's, he's two time, two timer, but you know, when you put up a performance like that, uh, you're deserving. Mr. Jacobs finished with 33 rushing attempts for 229 yards, two touchdowns, and, uh, added seven receptions for 74 yards topped off with an 86 yard walk off overtime touchdown, Jim. Yeah. Can you believe the Raiders declined this man's fifth-year option? Dude, I didn't think he was that great heading into this year, but, man, he's made me look pretty stupid going off. You know, it's the contract year. It's the prove him wrong type of performance you like to see out of a player like that. Uh, Yeah, definite gym for this week. Absolutely. That's a good pick. That was going to be mine if I had one. But my gym is going to be – the legend himself, Mike White, Jets quarterback, going for 315 and three touchdowns, leading the Jets to a victory over the Hurt and Bears. And I don't know about you, but I live for Mike White and everything that he stands for and everything that he is for the Jets. He makes one appearance a year ever since last year and just shows out, goes nuts in the face of adversity. So I loved it out of him. I was very proud to be a Mike White supporter here. Oh, great pick, Jim. He crossed my mind, too. Really bad look for Mr. Wilson, comma Zach, not comma Russell. Mike White, he's that dude, eh? Yes, sir. He's a Jim, baby. Fits the criteria perfectly. I'll go to my next one now. I'm pretty sure this is another two-timer. It's going to be Micah Parsons. Mm. You know, a lot of people ate on Thanksgiving, but this guy feasted. Three tackles, two sacks. And he beat Andrew Thomas, who many consider to be one of the best left tackles in football, a number of times. Got the best of him. Big victory for the Cowboys. And I'm I'm glad to say he's my gym. That's a great pick, Jim. Anyway, uh, my next gym, I'm going to go with my utility gym here. Okay. Kind of a self-owned gym. So I'm owning it a little bit. I'm going with Doug Peterson. Ooh. Um. Going for two to win the game is always a really cool thing that I like when coaches do. Yeah. I wish it was not at the expense of my Ravens, but uh, way to put your balls on the table like he usually does and come out of there with a big win over a great opponent, which we will get into later. Mm-hmm. And then my last one is going to be uh, Brian Burns. Nice. I don't know. Maybe it's a little... <laughs> A little pointless to give props to a player beaten up on a just absolutely broken franchise. But Brian Burns, he had two sacks, two tackles, and an assisted tackle, and a forced fumble. So he's really showing his worth, showing why teams were calling at the trade deadline. Great, great uh, gym performance from you, Brian. Absolutely. I like that pick. You know, I'm a Brian Burns guy too. Oh, yeah. I'll bring us home here. My last pick. It's going to be another repeat offender. It's Justin Jefferson, man. This guy's having an absolute year, and he tore up the Patriots. Nine receptions, 139 yards, and a touchdown with a Thanksgiving night victory. He got what he wanted all night on the Patriots secondary that has been really good to this point. Um, It just goes to show how unstoppable he really is. 
I love Justin Jefferson. I've been tooting his horn even before the season started. So it's good to see him take off and really enter the argument as one of the best, if not the best receivers in the NFL. I appreciate the cell phone, Jim, out of you there as well. Yeah. Maybe that's the theme for this episode. Cell phone? Oh, geez. Yeah. We have been doing themed episodes, so. I know. If there is one to be the cell phone episode, it would be this one. Yeah, I know. Hey, we both lost. Has that happened yet this year? I don't know. Um, Probably. The Patriots lost five times and the Ravens have lost four. So it's probably happened, yeah. <laughs> But not in the fashions that they were this week. Man, this one hurt. Yeah, I feel I, I I don't know. I, I watched you guys blow leads all season long, but this one, dude, that was inexcusable once again. But the Jags, come on. Come on. Whatever, whatever. Over to the James segment. Yeah, let's James it up here. You got yours? I do. All right, let's hear it. Uh, I could beat a dead horse and pick the Denver Broncos, but I've done them like three times. Yep. We know where they're at. No need yep. to do it again. I'm going with the New Orleans Saints this week, Jim. Oh, okay. Interesting pick here. Yeah. Uh, and it's not necessarily this week specifically. It's more of where their organization is at. I mean, to be the only team to put up a bagel is never a good thing. Mm. I mean, the Niners are good. So, you know, be it be that as it may, they are sitting at four and eight. They have one of the oldest, if not the oldest, roster in the league. Yeah, They own very little of their own draft capital. I'm very worried about the New Orleans Saints as a franchise. That's a pretty good pick. I mean, it's, the Saints are one of those teams that I kind of forget about from time to time, I guess. But, you know, from what all the football that we've watched and the Saints that we've known have been a really dominant team when they had Drew Brees and Sean Payton, so... I, I think that's a really good pick by you. I'm going to go in a little bit of, a, of the opposite direction here. I'm just going to bring it in as a weekly deal. I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks. Blown a lead to the o- Oakland Raiders, the Vegas Raiders. Rest in peace, Oakland. My thinking here is this is a this is a game that you got to have if you're the Seahawks. I really thought that their defense was going to rise to the occasion. You know, they're coming off a bye at home. And you let Josh Jacobs victimize you for 300-plus scrimmage yards like this. I mean, Kenneth Walker did nothing on the ground. I just feel like, you know, if you're a team that wants to make any noise in the playoffs, this is a game you win. This is a prove it, you know. This is a gimme. You take it, and you do it convincingly. Seahawks didn't do that this week, so I'm kind of disappointed in them. I like that pick, Jim. They, uh, you know, not that we were really having high expectations for the Seahawks this year. No. But given where they're at, six and four, they win that game. They're seven and four. Like it's a big one to drop against a very inferior opponent. Absolutely, they'd be right in the thick of it. They still are, but you know they're just another leg up. They got that win. I say we move on to recap time. How's that sound? Sounds lovely. Excellent. All right, game one, rapid fire. You know how it goes. Bang bang. So we can get on to the previews. Yeah, we can kick it off with the early Thanksgiving kickoff. Bill's taking down the Lions in the battle of Ford Field, who is the rightful owner. Appears that it's the Bills, Jim. That's but the right. Lions, put up a good, they put up a good fight. Oh, absolutely. I think the Lions are in this weird little spot where they're showing a lot of fight in these games and they're losing close ones. And while they're sitting at four and seven, they're that team where like next season, if they can switch the flip, Flip the switch of the winning the close games instead of losing these close games. They could even they could be the seven and four team, you know. Yeah, I think that's fair. And they really did give the Bills a much bigger fight than I thought they would. You know, this game came down to the last second. Bills had to drive, get Bass in the field goal range, and he's been nails in Ford Field. And you know, he gave him a victory here. I'll say this about you liking the Lions for next year. They're They've been that team for like two two years now. Oh, you know, one more year. Oh, one more year. If they can find a quarterback in the draft and get some help on defense, absolutely. If they're going to roll with Goffatron again, nah, I don't think so. But anyways, good win for the Bills. Lions, good fight. We can move along to the 4 o'clock Thanksgiving game. The Giants and the Cowboys. 
Cowboys coming out on top, 28-20. And, man, Ezekiel Elliott kind of looked like the Zeke of old here. He had a really nice game. Cowboys defense was all over the place. Shut down Saquon. Really nice win for them. And the Giants, I think we're starting to see it. We talked about it last week. They're starting to come back down to earth. Yeah, Jim, for sure. I mean, an eight-point loss is still pretty big, but, I mean, that is only taking into consideration their absolute garbage time touchdown. Yeah, that was, yeah. They were dominated this game. Yeah. Um, Thoroughly, thoroughly dominated. Cowboys are a way better team than the Giants, even though they're both only sitting on three losses. Mm -hmm. Um, They're just a way more complete unit. I, I agree with you. We are starting to see the Giants fall back down to earth a little bit. They won some games earlier this year that they snuck out with some wins. Um, mm-hmm. They could easily be a way worse team record-wise. But I guess props to them for even having this record. Uh, my big takeaway would be that the Cowboys are legit. Absolutely. Any more thoughts there? Would you like to move on to? Bring me to my football? to my team, yeah. Patriots, yeah. go for it. Sorry, I was just going to make a stupid joke about Sunday night football on Thursday night football on NBC. Dude, they, did you notice they didn't have Carrie Underwood sing the song? Yeah. I was I was kind of tight about that. I was telling my family, I was like, wait, guys, like, did we miss the song? Said, no, it's Thursday night. I was like, yeah, I know it's Thursday night, but this is a Sunday night football production. She didn't sing. Well, it was Thursday night, technically. I know, so. but it's still, it's the SNF. No, I'm with you. I like. I always like hearing Carrie sing. I love her. I like hearing her sing "Sweet Nothings" to me. Yep. Anyways, the game itself, Patriots drop this one, thirty-three twenty-six in Minnesota to the Vikings. And I mentioned Justin Jefferson had a great game. And my takeaway from this one, really, the Patriots' offense for the first time all season got going here. Their passing attack, they were up and up and down the field. Both these teams back and forth the whole entire game. And the Vikings definitely got a few calls. I definitely disagree with that Hunter Henry catch that should have been a touchdown let, or or a completion down at the one-yard line. There's no world where that's an incomplete pass. But, you know, Kyle Duggar got held on that kickoff return. Hunter Henry also got mugged on another play. And Mac Jones got face masked, no call. Vikings had a lot of things go their way. Patriots offense for the first time all season, they looked great. Their defense for the first time all season did not. So I'll say it was promising to see them put up some numbers on offense. But I think the Vikings defense stinks. And I think for the first time all season, they played a really good offense. And down the stretch here, that's all they're going to play. So I'm worried about them. Interesting. I agree with your takes. Um, the refs definitely had a had a you know fingerprint on this one, and you know that happens. It's fun to yeah. complain yeah. about it. It was know. pretty egregious, though. Um, I mean, a little more than pretty egregious. They kind of decided this one, but yeah, Patriots looked good, man. They like this was a fun one all the way through. Yeah, it was nice to see Mac Jones actually slinging it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do agree, you know, like. Defenses, and we'll touch on this later. I have some thoughts about another potential contender and their defense. Yeah, you don't win Super Bowls with questionable defenses. You know that's oh. just that's just how it is. Um, uh-huh. So we'll see how the Vikings can finish up this season and you know how they perform in the playoffs. But I don't know, Jim. Yeah, I don't know either, man. We can head on over to Sunday then with the Falcons heading to take on the commanders who, Oh my goodness, the commanders are seven and five. That's crazy. Isn't that Taylor Heineke, man? That's your boy. What a dog. That's um, your guy. Yeah. I mean, I think we were pretty, you know, smack on with how this game was going to go. Exactly how I thought this game would end. Commanders, you know, kind of controlled it for the most part. Falcons are a gritty team kind of stayed in there to the end, but not really. Marcus Mariota is just not. I mean, they had a chance to win it at the end. They were at like the five-yard line. No, I know. But Mariota just makes some decisions, man, that I just don't understand. Yeah, that's true. Um, You know, I kind of gave him some props earlier this year, but he's just such a middle-of-the-road quarterback. Yeah, I'm with you. 
you know? I don't think that he's anything special. I don't particularly know why we haven't seen Desmond Ritter yet. He must really not be ready. Um, but for the commanders, they got the running game going. Like you said, they control the line of scrimmage. Nice victory here. And I see them only going up. We can move right along, though, to your team blowing another lead. This time against the Jacksonville Jaguars by a final of 28-27. And I will let you go. Thanks, Jim. Um, it's kind of been the story of the season so far for these Ravens. Yep. Uh, just finding ways to blow a lead this week. My man, Gus Edwards, coughing up the ball. Um, and, you know, you can't really just pin it on him, but that was the downfall uh, where you saw that fumble and you went, oh, Lord, please, mm-hmm. God, no, not again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll die on the hill that that game-tying touchdown was not a touchdown. I will die on that hill. I don't care what the rules See, say. You know, didn't they say shin? I had no audio, so I was a little confused as to what they were saying, but they must have said, like, his leg. Yes, the, the ruling is that his shin hit. And I'm sorry, What are we, are we playing peewee football? A, I don't even think his shin hit. I think that's bogus, and they just didn't want to reverse the call on the field. If you if you look at that catch and tell me, yeah, that's a touchdown, I think there's something wrong with you. All right. Serious. I'm serious. <laughs> you know, the rules might say it's a touchdown. Okay. Down is a touchdown in the NFL rule book and the game log and everything. If you tell me unobjectively, you know, just looking at this catch, I show you a montage of catches, and you say, oh, yeah, that's a catch. He didn't get – oh, my – don't even get me started, Jim. Yeah, we had some listeners calling in asking about how you were how you were doing. So, <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe don't let the Jaguars even drive down the field to score, and that's more of where the complaint should be. Trevor Lawrence did look very good this week. Sharp. That's like the number one pick you expected. That's how yeah. you want him to play. So props to T Law. God damn, that hurt. Yeah, man. And it's funny too because. At the very end, that Tucker field goal, I obviously have no idea the depth of it when it's going. And I was like, no way. He's going to sink this. Then it came up like, you know, five, five, six yards short. And the announcer was like, oh, if that was from 66, it probably would have gone in. I was like, what is this guy watching? It, was not, it wasn't even close. No. Like, from and that angle, it looked great, though. Oh, absolutely. It was right down the pipe. But, man, figure it out, Ravens. Seriously. Clock's ticking, and you got the Steelers twice. Look out. Nah, they're fine. Okay, sure. Now to New York. Mike White legacy game. The Jets defeating the Bears. 31-10 behind Mike White and Garrett Wilson. They stomped on them all game here. They didn't allow a point in the second half. Their defense is among the elite units in the NFL. And all of a sudden, they get a spark at quarterback. I'm afraid of the Jets. I was with Zach Wilson. And if they can actually get some competent quarterback play, I'll be afraid of them for the rest of the season. Yeah. um, I think we kind of nailed this one, too, with (laughs) the Bears just not being able to do much against the Jets' D. Yep. Zach Wilson, take some notes, buddy. That's how you lead a team. 31's a lot. Mike White might be the starter moving forward. I wouldn't hate it. You know, Bears, nice to see some highlights this season from you, but we'll see in April for the draft. Good win by the Jets, though. Jim, where do you see them uh, ending up at the end of this season? You think they, they make the playoffs? You think they sneak in comfortably? Not at all? It's tough for me because the AFC is really jumbled right now. I mean... You know, the Jets, the Bills, the Dolphins are all within a game of each other. You know, same thing with the the Ravens, the Bengals. There's a lot of space for movement. You know, the, the Patriots and the Chargers right now nipping at heels. I do think they get in, but I like I can't really visualize it. It's the New York Jets. I'm having a hard time. Like my football mind says absolutely they'll get in. My real brain says not a shot. What are you talking about? No, yeah, I agree 100 percent. It would be pretty sick, though. If the Jets get in, throw in Joe Flacco, and Flacco goes Flacco. <laughs> That'd be kind of awesome. I won't lie. A little 2012 Joe Flacco. A little throw of the ball 40 yards down the field and get a PI. Ten oh. years later. Beautiful stuff. 
That's aged beautifully as a skill. <laughs> Can't ever take that away from Joe. No way. Speaking of Joe, we can head on to Joe Burrow. Hey. Taking down the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. Never a fun place to play. Mm-mm. But this was a big win for the Bengals, in my opinion. Absolutely. Kind of one they really needed, to be honest with you. Not that the Titans can afford to lose a game, but this felt like the most both parties are okay with the result of this in the grand scheme. I suppose. I think the Titans yeah, would have I, liked to win. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I'm grasping at straws here. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, yeah, you're right. Like, this is a Bengals team that I did not see beat the Titans in what was a fist fight. You know, it wasn't all air attack out of the Bengals. I know that T. Higgins had a big day, but their defense really stepped up against Derrick Henry. To hold him to 38 rushing yards, that's really impressive. Like the Bang the Bengals defense, they got DJ Reader back now. That's damn impressive. And I'm starting to become afraid of the Bengals, who I know that you have a vendetta against. But I was starting to get high on the Titans. I thought, you know what? They'll stay rolling. They're just gonna pound the rock. Bengals stopped them from doing that. Did a good enough job protecting Burrow. And they escaped with a victory. I think this is a really big character win for the Bengals like this that was a fist fight and to come out victorious says something about that football team yeah you're right Jim uh I feel a little bad because I so badly wanted the Bengals just to fully regress Mm. Uh, but they're not they're good they're a very good football team Joe Burrow is very good and this is without Jamar Chase so scary once Jamar comes back god yeah they're gonna be uh I mean, I still think the Ravens win that division just based off the remaining schedules and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I wouldn't want to play the Bengals in the playoffs. No shot. We can head on over to the disappointing child of the NFL. The disappointing love child of me and Pat. Mm. The team we were so high on, but still can't find a job. Still living in our basement. We still love them, though. We still love them. <laughs> Denver Broncos falling to the Carolina Panthers. Oh, man. My take looks terrible now that uh, Panthers were number one overall destined. You were big. Yeah, you were big time. Panthers, Steelers are getting the number one pick. I mean, at the time, it looked like a good take, but. Sure. Our disappointing son, Denver, just keeps disappointing us. Mm. More ways you could imagine. How do you lose by 13 to the Panthers? I don't know. That's so bad. Their offense stinks. And they let up 23 points, too, to Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, who was at, this time, two weeks ago, their third-string quarterback. That's just inexcusable. I can't believe we're still sitting here and Nathaniel Hackett is their head coach. I really, I'm going to stop talking about it because we've harped on it so much. But it's hard to. I love that, I think it was, or I forget which Denver defensive lineman was just ripping Russell Wilson coming off the field because he's been bad too. I mean, there's reports coming out that he lost the locker room. More reports coming out saying that those reports are fake. But uh, I don't know. You can tell by the body language that there are some frustrated Broncos with their QB. For sure. I mean, I would be too. You kidding me? We're paying this guy how much? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, cra- it's oh, crazy. We talk about it every week, but Drew Locke could do this. I know. Dude, I'm starting to think that Brett Rippon, Brett Rippon could probably do it more. We had somebody else. Like, I, I, I don't understand what's going on there. They've doomed themselves, unfortunately. I thought this team was going to be excellent. Can't get out of their own way. Uh, it's enough harping on that one. Sorry, yeah. You can you can say your final piece and we can move on. Nope, I'll just keep going because it's only going to make me look dumber. Dolphins, Texans. Dolphins absolutely beating down the Texans here. It was 30 to nothing at half. Tua looked good, and the Texans are the worst team in the league. It's not even close. Dolphins are way too explosive for them. I don't have much else to say here. Texans, good luck with Bryce Love next year. Yeah, Jim. Uh, I mean, 
Way to win the second half, Texans. Nice job. <laughs> <laughs> this one actually hurt me because the Dolphins did so well that they benched Tua and Tyreek, and they ended up not doing that great fantasy-wise for me, at least. Okay. They did so well, if, okay. if that makes any sense. I see that. Um, yeah, Dolphins are pretty legit, man. I think they kind of, I think they might win the AFC East, to be honest. I don't hate that take. I don't think that's like a, you know, flaming hot take, um, no. right now, but no. everyone thought the Bills would. The Dolphins are really, really good. Absolutely. Can keep it moving to Cleveland. Cleveland! Um, where Jacoby Brissett probably started his last game for the Cleveland Browns. People but man, forget. did he leave in glory. He did. Down Tom Brady and the Bucks in OT. He did. I love Jacoby, man. Me too, dude. He's a fighter. I just like that wherever he goes, he goes in there, does his best. And it's not like he does his best but stinks. He does a good job. Yeah. And I feel like he gets the boys behind him. Like I feel like people like him and people want to play to a high level for him, if that makes sense. No, yeah, that makes sense. It's the it's he's the black Taylor Heineke. Sure, I guess. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. But yeah, man, like Tampa, what are you doing? What are we doing at the end of this game? You blew it so hard. Seventeen to ten and you lose twenty three seventeen after the Browns force overtime and you get the ball first. Come yeah. on. Come Very. on. I don't even know what to think about the Buccaneers anymore. I'm starting to rethink my take about them getting hot down the stretch because they just can't get out of their own way. Mike Evans, like, looks like he can't catch anymore, which is pretty scary. I, I don't I don't know what to say about them. I mean, they're only saving graces. That division is in absolute shambles right now. Nightmare. So I still do think they win the division. Sure. I don't think it's going to be at a positive record, though. Yeah, who knows by how much. Oh, well. And head on down to another disappointing love child of ours. This you. Is, this is yours, not mine. I was not involved in this one. <laughs> uh, my beautiful, beautiful baby birds, the Arizona Cardinals, fall to the LA Chargers. And another two-point attempt. I love when the coaches do that, man. It's just... I mean, that was Brandon. He's been waiting his whole life to do that, Brandon Staley. Oh, yeah. Pretty good game, this one, actually. Yeah. All the way through. I enjoyed the whole thing. Um, Justin Herbert looked great for the first time in a while. And statistically speaking, great and for the first time in a while. He's always looked good. I think it was the first time he threw three touchdown passes since like week one of this year. Oh, wow. You can see the resentment boiling up in Arizona. I think they gave up on this season already quite some time ago. But yeah. Kyler was doing some dumping on Cliff in the post game conference. So. Mm-hmm. That's a locker room I'm glad to not be a part of right now. Yeah, Hard Knocks is on them in season. That should be a good watch. You know that that them having the cameras around, they're just that that must piss them off even more. Of course, getting embarrassed. Looking at Cliff Kingsbury, you know, just doing doodles on the whiteboard, <laughs> making stuff up. <laughs> Kyler's playing COD in the quarterback room. There's just no, there's no helping this no. team. I'll pose this one to you as well, Ben, Jim. Where are the Chargers finished? I think they sneak in with a second-to-last or a last playoff wildcard spot. So I'm I'm having a hard time placing them at the moment right now because the way I have it is that three teams in the AFC East get in, okay? Oh, yeah. Shoot. Dolphins, Jets, Bills. It's going to come down to the Pats, Chargers, isn't it? But, but like, also... How many spots does that leave if you're the Ravens slash the Bengals? Because I think one of them gets in, too, other than the division winner. I agree. So then if you're the Chargers, you're on the outside looking in. I'm like, I think they might not end up getting into the playoffs. As crazy that'd as that be, that'd sounds. Be so Chargers. That'd be so Chargers. Yeah, I, I really don't know if I see them getting into the playoffs here. And it's crazy to vocalize. But the more I look at it, the more I go, where's their spot? Do they have a spot? Because right now, they don't. And I don't see them really making a push for one either. Definitely be something to keep an eye on as we finish up this season. For sure. Cool. Moving on now. 
Raiders beating the Seahawks final of 40 to 34 in overtime on the back of Josh Jacobs. Dude went nuts. Seahawks, man, I would like to see you win this one. Your defense really was disappointing. You have way too many points to a Raiders team that has not been able to get their offense going for a majority of the season, something that was supposed to carry them. They couldn't get their run game going either, the the Seahawks. So I talked about it earlier, but I would like to see them win this. Raiders are kind of picking up some momentum right now, very sneakily. So we'll see where it goes. But nice win for them. Josh Jacobs having a hell of a year. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we have to stay too long on this one since we covered it a little bit earlier, but I agree with you. Seahawks really can't drop this one. I mean, they can and they did, but I don't know. Bad one to lose. Raiders feels, you know, they are picking up some momentum. Feels like it's a little too late, you know. Maybe don't just absolutely blow it in the first 10 games of the season and we might be talking about you in the hunt, but <laughs> you're not making it. No chance. No. Sorry, Raiders. We can uh, move on to what could have been a game of the year contender Ooh. at the start of the season. Turned into a, please turn this off. This might have been the worst game I've seen all year. Chiefs taking down the Rams pretty easily, 26-10. to 10. Can't say I'm surprised. This one seemed pretty obvious that the Chiefs at home were going to take care of an absolutely depleted Rams team. I don't have any additional thoughts, really. Travis Kelsey, pretty good at football. It was just, yeah, it was like watching somebody beat a wounded animal. It was like, this Rams team is helpless. Their offense couldn't do a damn thing. Their defense is just in pieces right now. The Chiefs are way too good. I I mean, I think the Chiefs could have beat him by 100. But you know what? The Chiefs are an excellent team. The Rams are not. I'd like to go to the next one because I watched that whole game and it was not very entertaining. Well, I got one more thought, actually. Let's hear it. We kind of knew that the Rams were selling a lot of their future stake for that Super Bowl. Yeah. And they did it. But I didn't think the fall-off was going to be this soon. No, me either. I thought they had at least another two years, including this one. And I know they're dealing with injuries, but yeah, crazy to see them at three and eight. Yep. That was yep. my last thought. We Very good point. On. Very good point, Jim. Very good point. Very good point. Now another NFC West team, 49ers shutting out the Saints, 13 to nothing. This was vintage 49ers football, man. Their defense just absolutely suffocated the Saints. Alvin Kamara, who is in my opinion, or has been one of the league's best players, got shut down, and they did enough on offense to get a victory. Jimmy G, man, he keeps managing the game, doing his thing, doesn't make mistakes. They're going to win, and they're scary. And into this playoff run. It is cool because, you know, 13 points from your offense, not good. No. Bad. It didn't matter. It didn't matter because oh. that defense can goose egg their opponent or keep him low. Yep. And, you know, I know we kind of, I don't know, we've been liberally handing out, you know, would want to play this team in the playoffs. Niners are at the top of my list for that. Uh-huh. No, thank you. Please, They're anyone coming. but them. Yep. They know how to play on the road, too. Like, they are an experienced unit that is used to going into a playoff road environment and mucking it up. Mm-hmm. So watch out for whoever has to play the Niners. Yep, I would not want it to be my team. And we can head on to the true Sunday night football, Sunday night football on Sunday night game. Yep, halftime and everything. (laughs) With the Carrie Underwood special. Packers heading to Lincoln Financial to take on the Eagles and losing. But a lot of points in this game and maybe some, some takeaways, Jim. Absolutely. I've got a couple. I do too. I'll let you. I've been spewing a lot this episode. You go first. Fine. I love to spew football. So takeaway number one, I think you start Jordan Love if you're the Green Bay Packers. Yes. He was throwing lasers. Okay. And I think that at this point, if Rodgers is really hurt or if he's on the brink, you know, he's got a cracked rib or something, don't get him more hurt. Don't jeopardize him maybe coming back next season. I don't think it's worth it. You got to see what you have in Jordan Love. I mean, last night, or last night, on Sunday night, he looked pretty good. His arm looked live, and that was his thing coming out of school. 
Yeah, he had a big arm. And it looked really good on Sunday night. For the Eagles, I mean, dude, they just couldn't be stopped on the ground. That was insane. The J- Jalen Hurts had over 100 yards rushing in the first quarter alone. That's unheard of for a quarterback. Yeah, unreal. My big takeaway was, and I alluded to it earlier, and I'm calling back. Call back to elite team, questionable defense. Okay. Is the Eagles defense suspect? I mean, as of the past couple weeks, yes. Oh, now that they aren't playing Mickey Mouse teams, their defense looks a little questionable. Just raises my eyebrows a bit. I'm just a little worried. Okay. I still respect the Eagles, and I think they are a good team. They just, uh, I'm sorry, Pat. They are screaming to me that they are that one seed that goes into the playoffs. Nobody can touch us. And then a team like the Niners comes to town and eats your lunch money. Eats your lunch money, so they must really hate them. <laughs> That's just what the Eagles look to me right now. They look like an explosive offense with a questionable defense at times. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, I, okay. come in and, you know, shut down that explosive offense. Uh-oh, your defense is questionable. We just need to score like 13 points and we win. I like that take, I think. And they're definitely banged up right now. I think that I saw that CJ Gardner-Johnson, he had a lacerated kidney. He's done for the year. I know that they're getting Jordan Davis back, though, so that's pretty big in both the literal and figurative sense of it. So I will watch that, this Eagles defense. I definitely think that you do have a point. I don't know if I'd call him Mickey Mouse, but they'll be interesting to watch down the stretch. I think maybe you raise a very valid red flag on them. I'll give you that. And maybe it's a little harsh. They are 10-1, and and you know they've found ways to win games anyway. I just always, comes playoff time, there's always a team. And you ha- hey, it was my Ravens a few years ago. They thought they were untouchable. And then the t- Tennessee Titans, stout defense, run the ball down your throat, took them out. There's always a team that just loses it in the playoffs after a great regular season. True. Very I'm true, Jim. It's a good point, Jim. Not a Monday night. The Steelers defeating the Colts by a final of 24-17 to 17 here. Kenny Pickett, I thought he looked really good. I thought he showed signs of potentially being a franchise quarterback for the Steelers, made good decisions. He also showed his mobility on a couple of first-down pickups. And for the Colts here, uh, Matt Ryan's old. Jonathan Taylor had a nice game on the ground, but like Matt Ryan is just so slow and old. and He's like a sitting duck. Behind that offensive line. I'll also say that the way that they managed the game, I don't know if you stayed up for this one, at the very end was horrible. They let like a minute of clock run out when they had a really long field to go to try to tie this. So, Jeff Saturday, what's up? I'm back. That's an experience 101. Not to personally dump on you, but that's why you don't make that hire. Not that it really matters because the Colts are wicked out of it. No, yeah, I like your takes. I didn't really catch a lot of this one because I was at the Celtics, but I did see some of it. Oh, awesome probably a better game. Oh, no, the Celtics absolutely dog-walked the, the Hornets. Um, but I will say I am a huge fan of the throw-your-rookie-quarterback into the fire in this type of situation. Like, what are the Steelers really playing for? Nothing, right? No. Throw Kenny Pickett in there, see what he can do. He will learn more from that than, you know, just keep him on the bench and throw him Mitch Trubisky in. So I do really like what they're doing there with him. Absolutely. That's why Mike Tomlin's one of the better coaches in the league. You know, maybe he tries to ride it out, tries to win with Mitch Trubisky, but is that really going to get you anywhere? No. All right, Jimmy John. It is time for week 13. We are now two-thirds of the way through the NFL season. And to start us off, Thursday Night Football, we've got the Bills visiting Foxborough. Take on the Patriots. And man, I have to say, I am kind of been convinced that the Patriots will be able to do something. But I convinced myself last week, and their offense did look good, but that's against a bad defense. I think the Bills come in and get a victory. I just think that a Bill Belichick defense, besides from his rookie year, has not had an answer for Josh Allen at all. And I think that he's going to go off. And I honestly think that the Bills' defense will be able to stop the Patriots' offense as well. Interesting. 
I think the Patriots can keep it close. I'm not, you know, 100% sure who I am riding with. And, you know, I know that's the point of this, and I'm supposed to have an opinion on that. That would be nice for the sake of the people. <laughs> I don't hate the Patriots snapping this one, Jim. I feel like they got a lot more to play. This is, you know, I don't want to say this is their season, but. It essentially is because you dropped six and six. Yeah. There's a huge difference between seven and five and six and six. Correct. And, um, I think the Patriots come up fighting tooth and nail. I think, you know, despite that loss in Minnesota last week, I think they kind of looked like they fixed something. I think they'll be able to keep it close. I like I like the Patriots, man. You like the Patriots to win? Mm, I don't like betting against Josh Allen. I like the Bills by a field goal. All right. It kills me to say it, but I'm taking the Bills too, man. Anyways, we can move on. I don't even want to talk about this game. No, Browns head into Houston with scumbag Deshaun Watson as the quarterback for the Browns. I hope they boo the crap out of him the whole entire game. And I honestly love the Texans to cover. I know we're not supposed to talk about that, but I feel like Deshaun Watson is going to come back and be a little rusty. You know, I think people forget that he hasn't played an NFL game in almost two years. Not just rusty, Jim. I think he's going to be rattled. Yes, absolutely. I just, I agree with you. I know we're not supposed to talk about it, but I do like him to cover. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be a funny one for me when you see Deshaun Watson not be up to the Deshaun Watson standards that we're used to football-wise. Yeah. Let yeah. me emphasize football-wise. Yeah. Um, and I think it's going to be funny when, you know, the camera pans over to Jacoby Brissett sitting there. I don't know. Maybe he should be playing. <laughs> fair enough i Uh, I still think the browns take it though because yes i agree i just think i think it didn't matter who's playing quarterback for the texans or for the browns sorry Uh, i still think that they're gonna beat the texans the texans are so bad but who knows maybe this is the texans super bowl game you know like the seahawks and the broncos week one who knows crazy things have happened okay Uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna put a pin in that one because i because I kind of want to get back to this game in a little while. But we can go on to your team here, welcoming in the Denver Broncos, who are just so miserable it hurts. I think that your your Ravens are going to have a good day here. I know that the, the Broncos' defense is good, but I, I think that the Ravens really will get a boost from having J.K. Dobbins back. I saw that he practiced today for the first time in a while. I feel like they just got to establish the run. They got to get that running game going other than Lamar. Yeah, I'm with you, Jim. Uh, One thing I've noticed about the Baltimore Ravens in my time as a fan, typically when they lose one, they're not supposed to. And they, you know, they come home the next week. They show up, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think they got the perfect opponent coming to town. The Denver Broncos. (laughs) The absolute hogwash Denver Broncos. I think the Ravens absolutely brutalize the Broncos. I think they're going to be looking to prove something. You know, Jagsian was in the second, maybe third, fourth, fifth fluke of the year that they lost. And that they're going to be coming to play. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good point. I mean, the Broncos are pretty much the league's punching bag. They just got whooped up on by the friggin' Panthers. So I'd be shocked if the Ravens didn't run away with that one. We can keep it chugging along, though. Interestingly enough, the Green Bay Packers and Chicago Bears meet in December. Not vying for a playoff position, but for better draft position, perhaps. These two teams stink, but I think that the Packers stink slightly less. Yeah. I mean, if the Bears are going to have Trevor Simeon at quarterback, you got no shot here. Uh, Even if the Packers play Jordan Love, I still give them a much better chance to win this one. I really don't want to see the Bears rush Justin Fields back, too. I'll say that. Don't get yeah, him yeah. more hurt. Let, let him let him rest. You know, there's you're not fighting for anything here. Yeah, so, I'm with you. I think the game, Packers win. Yeah, I, I think the Packers win too. And then I would just say whatever David Montgomery's running rushing yards line is, hammer whatever the over is. I don't care. Dude, the Packers can't stop anything rushing-wise. I guess, but is that going to be a fool's line just based off of last week alone? Okay, well, it might be in that at that point. 
Okay. That's what I think. I don't, I don't know. Huh? I would say it probably depends on whatever number they give you. Though. Okay. Yeah. Fair. But, but I, I guess do. I'd say it's around like 58. Yeah, I don't give know. Me over. Give me the over on that at least. I, I guess. Think the Bears are just going to lean into the run. I'm, I'm not the biggest David Montgomery guy, so I'm a little biased against that take. All right. Fair enough. All right. Keep it going here. Wow, look at Trevor Lawrence's hair. Jaguars headed to Detroit. I will say that I really like the Jags here. I don't know what it is. I just can't get on board with the Lions. This is a game where I should back them, especially because the prospect of Jamison Williams coming back is real this week, even though he hasn't played coming back from injury. I I just feel like the Jaguars are kind of hitting their stride offensively. You saw, I mean, the way they finished that game against the Ravens was unreal. Uh, we haven't seen that from a Jaguars team like ever. Even in 2017, when their defense was stellar, their offense never did anything like that. So I can stay hot. Interestingly enough, I'm going to take the alternative approach here, and I like the Lions in this one. Okay. I liked what the Lions showed last week. I think they got a lot of extra rest. They're at home. And I think the Jaguars take a step back after. I'm calling it a fluke win over the Ravens. All right. That's my opinion. I like the the Lions in that one. Okay. Sorry. That was was a little aggressive. Fair enough. That's fine. Anyway, what's next? That's Vikings. Sneaky, sneaky, not a bad game. I think this is going to be a fun one. Me too. And you know what? I like the Jets. Me too. I know you were talking about the Vikings defense being a little fluky. And while I don't think the Jets' offense is anything special, I've been harping it all year. I think their defense is special. Yep. I really like the Jets' defense. I think they're going to be able to contain the Vikings' offense enough so that I think they can win this game. Absolutely. I'm with you all the way. I think that they do just enough on offense to get by. I think they do a really good job shutting down that Vikings attack. And it starts... On the outside, really, with Sauce Gardner versus Justin Jefferson. That's going to be one of the better cornerback-receiver matchups we see all year. I don't know if Sauce Gardner gets the best of Justin Jefferson, but I really think that defense gives them a hard time. I like the Jets to win. Now, down to Atlanta. The Falcons welcoming in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Man, this game's gross. The jersey matchup's disgusting. I'm just looking at the picture. I like the Falcons really only because they're at home here. Steelers' defense has been pretty good as of late, other than when they played the Bengals, that was pretty bad. But I really like them strength-wise versus the Falcons. The Falcons like to control the line of scrimmage. The Steelers have a really strong front seven. That's their strength, but I still like the Falcons. No, I'm with you here, and kind of for the same reason. Um, They're at home. I think they play pretty well in their dome. Steelers aren't really playing for much. They're playing for Kenny Pickett progression. Yeah. Um, weirdly enough, the Falcons could still win their division. Yeah, they got um, everything on the table still. So I, I really like the Falcons in this one. I think they show up to play. But you never know. Marcus Mariota might decide to throw it to a cornerback. Good. For no reason at all. Good. And then we'll see. I think that's enough with that one. We can go to the Titans-Eagles game. Ooh. Jim, I I think I like the Titans. This one's spicy, isn't it? It's really spicy. (laughs) I think it's time to back up what I've been talking about. Yeah, put your money where your mouth is, Jim Bob. Derrick Henry legacy game. Ooh, okay, okay. I need numbers for a legacy game. This is exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, he's rushing for 120 plus, two touchdowns. All right. Yeah, that sounds good to me. (laughs) Yeah, this is exactly what I was talking about in that hypothetical with the Niners. I view the Titans as the Niners of the AFC Mm. and the Niners, the Titans of the NFC. Yes, good job. Good job. Good job. Good job. I think the Titans come in here and they just rush this ball down their throat. I don't think the Eagles are going to be able to stop stop it that well. Love the Titans in this one. Very interesting. And I think I'm going to agree with you too. It's crazy because 
I really think that they're just going to be able to run the ball all over them. And I also think that on the opposite side, the Eagles will do what they want on the ground too against the Titans. I don't think that's absurd. Just based off of what we just watched against the Packers, I feel like this is going to be a really low-scoring, punch-you-in-the-mouth type of game. And if the Titans can control it like that, I like them to win. Give me the upset special, the Titans over the Eagles, man. I'm with you. Head up north now, even though it's just by a little bit. The Commanders visiting the Giants in New Jersey. I'm all over the Commanders here. I think their front seven is going to dominate Giants' offensive line. I also feel like they will continue to run the ball well against the Giants and that the Giants will continue their regression here. And Daniel Jones will continue to be that guy who's just a guy. He's not somebody they even picked up the fifth-year option on. I think he makes a couple mistakes, and that's why they lose. Jim, I couldn't be more hyped about Mr. Heineke in this one. (laughs) I love the commies, and this would be crazy, Jim. This would be crazy. This would be the Giants coming back down to earth and the Commanders on a trajectory towards the sun in a good way, not in a burn-up at the sun way, but in a glorious, glorious beautiful moment yeah and i love the commies in this one me too this feels like taylor heineke saying i'm that guy you know i'm jim and watch out giants if you lose this one this is going to be a great one i might tune into this one like specifically wow weirdly enough i i, no, I don't mean specifically you want to watch the ravens game no but i, I might i will watch the ravens <laughs> game i might have to pull this one up on like an extra computer or something there you go yeah, thanks for clearing that up for me. <laughs> anyway, any other thoughts on that? No, I'm good. Go commies. Go commies. Dolphins Niners, 405 slate. Here we go. This is a good game. Great game. Wow. This is teacher versus mentor. Yeah. Very interesting. I yeah. mean, you can see this going one of two ways. You could see... Dolphins offense is way too explosive. And even though the Niners have a great defense, doesn't matter. You can see Niners defense shuts down that explosive offense. Ground and pounds wins a gritty one. Which are you taking? You see, I think I, I'm going to bank with my 49ers here again. I, I love the Niners. I just love how they're playing right now. I think that they're going to control the ball against the Dolphins. That's going to be their big thing here is to limit their time of possession. And I'm checking right now, but I'm pretty sure that, yes, so Tron Armstead, the Dolphins' left tackle, will not be playing in this one. You know what that means, Jim? Tell me, Jim. Nick Bosa. That means Nick Bosa is going to be standing in that backfield. I like him to have a few sacks. I think their defense will do enough here and that they're going to dominate the time of possession to the point where the Dolphins can't just run the pace of the game. Yeah, I'm with you, Jim. I I do like the Niners in this one. I like the points you brought up, and I agree with them all. And I would just add on, you know, I don't have any stats to back it up. It's more of an innate gut feeling. But when I have the protege versus the teacher, yeah, the teacher. Yeah, I I mean... Come on. He, he taught you everything you knew. Like he it's doesn't know. He knows everything about him. Uh, I'm not a big, uh, what is his name? Mike McDonald McDaniels. Mike McDaniel. I don't like him. I think he's a squid. Me too. But he's an NFL head coach. He's good at, he is good at coaching. I'll give yeah. him that. But you can never take away the squidiness. So sure. if you hear this, Josh McDaniels. Mike yeah, McDaniel. But God, <laughs> Daniels, you may be an NFL coach and live in a much better life than me, but I'm not a squid. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Keep it on the West Coast here. The Seahawks headed down to LA to play the Rams. I like the Seahawks here. The Rams are just a mess. I don't care how good you think Sean McVay is as a head coach. 
I think that they're unsalvageable at this point. I'll be shocked if they win many more games without Matt Stafford as their quarterback. They are just nothing right now. So I like the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm with you. When a team is going down the downward spiral that the Rams are right now, you stay away. Yep. Love the Seahawks. Bounce back after that disappointing Raiders defeat. Oh, wow. We got a great slate this week, Jim. Yeah. Chiefs Bengals in Cincinnati. I think it's going to be a good one. I do. I think it's going to be a battle of two great quarterbacks, despite how I may feel about one of them's teams. And I think we get Jamar Chase back in this one too, Jim. Yeah, I think you're right. Oh, call me crazy. I kind of like the Bengals. I do too. You know, at home. And I don't want to say Chiefs can afford to drop one, but they can. Yeah. I mean, y- yes, but I mean, you want to hold on to that one seed. No, I know. I just think the Bengals are a little hungrier. At yeah. home, underdogs. Come on, Jamar return game. I just feel like right now the the Chiefs are kind of patchwork on offense. As good as Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are, like I'm pretty sure they're getting Juju back this week, but they're they're lacking that Tyree Kill factor, that X factor. And I feel like this is a game that's gonna bite them in. Because the Bengals with Jamar Chase, they can score in a second. If you're the Chiefs right now, you're kind of more methodically marching down the field. Sure, you're getting your chunks here and there, but it hasn't been the same. The, the quick strike has not been the same. And I feel like that's where the Bengals have the advantage. I like them to win. We can keep going unless you have anything else. No, no more for me. Perfect. Okay, AFC West division battle here. The Chargers visiting the Raiders in Allegiant Stadium. Wow, this is a good slate, huh? Oh, and. Yeah. The Raiders are getting hot at the right time here, but I still think the Chargers are the better team. So I like them to win. I feel like Justin Herbert has a huge game on this bad defense. Yeah, I'm with you. This is really the defining moments of the season game. Uh, wild title to give for that game, but Chargers win this. They're seven and five. Like they need this one. Yeah. Great. Uh, but you know, if the Raiders sneak this one, you never know. Point remains, I think Chargers win this one. I think it'll be a fun one. I think it'll be a high score, but I do think the Chargers come up, come away with the dub here. Agreed. All right, that leads us to the Sunday Night Football game on Sunday Night Football on Sunday. Wow. Colts-Cowboys. Very interesting. And again, I know we're not supposed to talk about the line, but I saw it. <laughs> That's a lot of points. Um, I mean, I think the Cowboys win this one relatively easily yep i don't know about that many but um yeah colts are pretty broken right now eh they're not good uh you know what i'll i'll say it i think the cowboys blow out spot me too dude and if for me here it's all in the name you got the cowboys taking on the colts what's a cowboy what's a colt cowboy is a cowboy you tell me a horse i think you tell me who's going to control who and dominate who on that way but you know yeah like a life speaking through football type thing exactly okay Um, i think the cowboys are going to just absolutely destroy matt ryan i feel bad for him i feel like he's old and frail like my my, michael parsons might break him i just think that their Dallas's defense is way too good and their offense is starting to put it together i like him by a ton yeah, I'm with you, and uh, the name thing really sold me. Sorry, yeah, I had to oh, bring it there. But I was with the same points. I was on the fence about you know whether it's going to be a blowout or not, and I just thought about Micah Parsons and that Cowboys D, and I, I mean, they're going to make Matt Ryan's day awful. So yeah. I'm with you. Sweet. Now to the last game, Week 13, the Saints visiting the Bucks in what is really crazily – a, a tight matchup here as I look at their records. The Saints are four and eight. The Bucks are five and six. That's crazy. Okay. I didn't really think about that. And I'm going to take the Buccaneers here. I just think the Saints are an absolute mess. And the Buccaneers are the better team. But I'll say this. 
I feel like the Buccaneers have suffered a lot this season due to poor coaching and red zone offense. So the poor coaching thing here, I think it comes to effects because the Saints have, uh, over these the Tom Brady years, absolutely dominated the Bucs. They've known them inside and out, and they know how to get under their skin and stop them. You know, Marshawn Latimer versus Mike Evans, that's always a thing. But also, Saints defense is good in the red zone. So this is why I hesitate. I am going to take the Bucs, but man, it wouldn't surprise me if it was down to the wire. You know, it's funny because I always forget about the Saints absolutely owning the Bucks in recent years until it's brought up. Like I just like I was looking at this one. I was like, oh, Bucks, no question. Um, but yeah, the Saints have absolutely dominated them. I don't think that remains the case this week, though. I really don't. I, I just I don't see what the Saints can do. I think they're awful. I think they're just awful, Jim. I mean, the Bucks haven't been too great either, but again, I mean, it's the thing with the, you know, Bucks and Falcons in my mind are the two that could win this division, which is crazy because they all stink and they're all under 500. Very bad. I just don't think Tom's going to allow it. I don't. I don't think he will allow it. I'm with the Bucks too. Cool. I like that point. I think that's a great point. That's the GOAT. I mean, it's such a stupid point, but I believe <laughs> but it. it, it believe stands. It. it totally stands. All right, pick time, Jim. First, our top three favorite, and then the heavily anticipated be a Jim pick for week 13. I'll kick us off here. My first pick is going to be Chargers minus one and a half. I just really think that that win last week was huge for them, and I understand the Raiders are also coming off a big victory, but I think they're the better team. I think they're fighting for more right now. Give me the Chargers. Good pick, Jim. I, I agree with you there. But my first pick is going to be the Tennessee Titans plus five heading to Philly. I, I really think the Titans can, and I do think they will win this game, but I definitely think five is far too many. I mm. think that the Titans can at least keep this close at the very worst. I love Titans plus five. Cool. I, I definitely agree with you. That would have been on my list, but that's a great pick. And I'll keep us rolling here. I'm going to go with the New York Jets plus three against the Vikings. I really think that their defense is going to shut them down. I also think they'll be able to do enough on offense to put them over the the hurdle. I like the Jets to win it outright. I like them to cover three. That's actually my pick as well, and this is not the sanction to be a gym pick, but I like them for the same exact reasons you mentioned. That's also my second best pick. Excellent, excellent. So then I'll try to get my next one. Yeah, that works perfectly. Cool. This one is the my my personal match here. I'm going with the Texans plus seven against the Cleveland Browns. I think you made an excellent point. This is the Texans Super Bowl. They want to embarrass and flat out get after Deshaun Watson. I do think they'll struggle against Nick Chubb, but I also think Damian Pierce has a big game against them. I like them to keep it close. I don't like them to win, but I like them to cover. Love your points there, Jim. Uh, you got to watch out for these team Super Bowls that aren't actually making the real Super Bowl. They get up for it. I like yep. your reasoning there. And my last one, man, they've been nice to me this year, and I, I see it right now. I love the Falcons at home as one-point dogs to the Steelers. Um, I just think they're fighting for something. I think they're going to be able to – I think it'll be a close one, but I think the Falcons take this one. I like that pick too. That was on my list as well. Lovely. Should we give the people what they want? Go, Jim. Go. I usually announce it. I'll let you do it. Oh, me? All right. Here it is. It's going to be the 49ers minus four against the Dolphins. We talked about it earlier. I think Nick Bosa has a huge game with no Toronto Armstead. This is the teacher versus student game. Kyle Shanahan taught Mike McDaniel everything he knows. And for that reason, I think he's going to be able to do exactly what he wants. 49ers possess the ball. I think they keep it out of two of his hands for as long as possible. I like him to control the game. I like him to cover four. Be a gym. All right, Jim, that'll wrap it up for this one. I thought this was a great one. I really like this week we've got. I think we have a great slate coming up. I feel like I'm seeing the board clearly. Sometimes that means I am not, but, you know, 
that's besides the point. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you are making it through this cold, cold part of the year. We are on to December. Scary. That also means we're on to the best part of the year for, you know, college football playoffs, NFL playoffs. So there's light. Hopefully we can be part of that light at I Don't Know Gym Podcast Organization. (laughs) But thanks for listening, and we will catch you next week. Peace out.